Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Awakenings, part of the Converging Flow. It's great to connect with all of you here. Oh, we got a great program. Hello, everyone in the chat. Uh, I see also people on the phone lines. Um, welcome, everyone. Um, if you're new to the program and you're in the chat and you want to interact, um, you just need to do a profile with Blog Talk Radio. And that is just simply filling out uh, the form and putting in your email and getting your avatar. Okay. Uh, otherwise, you can listen in as a guest uh, perfectly fine as well. Really great to connect with all of you. Uh, if you did have a question or a comment or you wanted a reading, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. And press 1 on the keypad, uh, and that lets me know that you want to get on air and that you have a question or a comment. All right, everyone. Uh, we have a really good program today. Really excited. Um, have a good friend and client of mine will be coming on later. Uh, she is a renowned doula. She has a great book out called Mama Stay, and I actually did uh, contribute the meditations in the book. So that was really uh, an honor and very fun to do to contribute in that way. So she will be coming on for the Awakenings uh, Dialogue. So, um, yes, so uh, for all things Awakenings, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at um, gmail.com. That's for guest suggestions, topic suggestions, uh, information, or if you want to reach me. Uh, Best email is awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. So all of you authors, artists, um, healers, people that are in the field, relevant field, if you uh, did want a guest spot on the program for the second half of the program, which is where we have our awakening dialogue, that is the email to email me. Okay, so I get quite a lot of personal emails, and it's just best to email at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. So great uh, to be here on this wonderful Wednesday. Um, and again, if you did have a question or a comment, make sure if you're in the queue that you press one on the keypad. Okay, and that alerts me because I see a lot of people in the queue and I just want to make sure because some of you listen from work and I don't want to disturb from work, right? So I'm going to just chat a little bit. I want to um, answer a couple email questions. Well, one in particular about manifesting and timing and I know for many of us there has been a lot of delays in things right now and look at it this way it's like cleaning out the closets further 
cleaning out the headspace, cleaning out the closets, you know, of our mind, of our life, literally and figuratively of our house to move into a higher level of soul expression and manifestation. So if you are feeling blocked and you've been hearing me talk about this, but I am having people, you know, concerned, like when is this going to be over or is, you know, is, um, you know, am I going to get my Joe, you know, mojo back? Am I going to be able to move forward in my life? Am I going to be able to move forward? I keep feeling like I'm blocked. And what I can share with you is a lot of times when we feel blocked, you know, and this is, you know, as a soul coach, transpersonal psychologist, therapist, and, you know, a hypnotherapist, helping people with patterns and, and repatterning and laying down new tracks, because everything is a pattern, you know, routines are a pattern. We, we are a matrix. We are an energetic pattern. Um, and we come from this energetic patterning, right? A lot of times it's looking at the pattern. Sometimes we feel we're stuck. Sometimes we are stuck. Sometimes we're not seeing something. But sometimes, and what I have found over the years, many times we think we're stuck or we feel stuck, but it's a lot is happening internally, almost like a birth, right? You're in that gestation period. And there's not a lot you can do. You, could, you have to respond to what the body is going through, right? You have to, you have to, any midwife, you have to birth, you have to help yourself birth to a new level, right? So I feel like many are in that position right now and, you know, mainstream media or consciousness, you know, mainstream consciousness, race consciousness would say, if you're not plowing through something and making it happen, then something's wrong or you're stuck. But what's being missed right, is the component of turning within, of looking within, of the self-reflection of mindfulness, the awareness that something greater is going on, right? And that's one of the things that we do in our, um, you know, spiritual development, spiritual growth, self-development. First, you have to develop the self. You know, the, you know the, the, they take care of the wounding, then you move more into the transcendent self or the, the soul. And so it's our spiritual growth. It's part of our soul's unfolding and spiritual growth to be able to recognize when we need to go within, when we need to um, take a pause and again, I, I really like it more of the soul alignment and attuning through the heart is really living more creatively. It's living more as an entrepreneur. It's living more as an artist. Because what does the artist do? We reflect. You reflect on what you're going to create. You have an experience. Maybe you write about it, whether it's poetry, prose, lyrics, or maybe you draw it, or maybe you journal, or maybe you speak it through flowetry or, you know, rap, you know, whatever, whatever your medium is, maybe it's pottery. But what we what is evoked within us comes from our experience. So my suggestion and what I've been seeing for myself and other people that I'm working with individually, as well as, um, you know, the workshops and teleworkshops that I'm doing is a common denominator seems to be getting used to the ability taking the time, slowing down, going within, the self-reflection, and working through the emotions. I mean, if you've gone through a lot of loss, a lot of transition, if you've gone through a lot of change, 
you're coming out the other side of it, you might have a lot of emotions. Or if you've had loss, if you're grieving someone or something. You know, so it's not to hurry the emotions, but to be caretakers of those emotions. Almost as a sacredness, because your emotions are your energy in motion. That's what helps you create. We don't, we create out of our passions, and but emotions are a big part of our passions, right? Our, our intention is coupled in with our, our emotions. And so it's finding that balance, you know, to have the stick to to get through things, you know, because on the earth plane to create anything, it, it's a process. It takes time, persistent effort. So I guess what I'm trying to say for many of you that have been emailing me um, and, you know, saying this in the workshops and seminars, et cetera, is find that routine or create that routine and the people within that routine that support your process. But you first have to recognize you're in a process, that something's changed. You're, you're moving through or working through something. And what can you do to prepare? Now, I've talked about this. We're in this time of mirroring for the next three to four months. And it is a very transitional time. You're going to find, in fact, um, this, this month, you're going to find a lot of breakthroughs to bring you into and turning points, okay? We're in a 44-8 month in May. Rather, I'm already doing it psychically in the future. So we're coming out of – last month was the 43-7 or 16-7. It was a lot about the, the tarot of tarot. Well, in the tarot would be the tower. So a lot of sudden movement, a lot of start stops, a lot of things perhaps revealed, or just a lot of inner changes. And so now it's about the reflection so that you can begin to make those decisions that are truly best based on the best version of you, the best version you could be, what's most life-enhancing for you, what's most self-expressive or soul-expressive for you. So I'd like to work with the energy. So that, again, that 44-8, it's like wrapping things up. It's... Um, evaluating, reevaluating, you know, doing the steps to move forward. It's also an apprenticing. So many of you are starting something new or you're wanting to start something new. What is one step you can do? That's another way you can look at it. What is one step that you can do in that new direction? It can be a small step. It doesn't matter. I mean, the smallest step, even writing something out, you know, sending that one email, calling someone, reaching out to someone. Maybe it's a place you like to work. Go there. Drive there. You know, walk there. Whatever. You know, um, if it's a place that you can eat there or, or, or stay across the street and look at it, visualize it. Those steps communicate your intention that you're in alignment with the wishes of your higher self, what's coming through, and that communicates to the universe Remember, we're, we're, we are not just receivers, but we're broadcasters. We broadcast a signal. And we do it by our feelings, what, what our, I call it the joy meter, what draws us to most joy, whatever our predominant thought, not fleeting thoughts, but where we live. So what we're predominantly thinking is broadcasting. And those messages are going out into the universe and being picked up by people and situations that are of a similar resonance. Now, situations, circumstances, careers, jobs, positions, 
all are comprised of people. This is one of the things that's going to be like a huge, I feel, aha in this Aquarian age, uh, which is kicking off the new paradigm. And, you know, it's, it's the age of kind of individuality and how or individuality and uniqueness connects into the, the group awareness or group consciousness or groups and communities, not at the expense of, but not also at the expense of the individual. So once people really start realizing whatever you want, it has to do with people. It's always been about people because people, whatever is alive, okay, whatever is sentient, so it's people, it's animal beings, it's trees, it's, that is all picking up the vibrational frequency. It has to be a lot, you know, everything is consciousness. So on one level, everything is picking up the frequency. But particularly in relationships or situations or careers or jobs or collaborations, whatever you're doing, it could be a band, it could be an artist group, a, a performing troupe, and you know, a dance troupe. It's comprised of people. And once you start realizing that, you can attune yourself differently. It's not just that you're going for the job or you want the relationship. You're, you're attuning your vibrational frequency to a person or people, the predominant frequency. This is why the culture of a group, of a company, of a situation is so important because it holds the frequency. So it could either hold a frequency or a complex of frequencies, a group of frequencies that either – match your best or highest frequency, the most life-enhancing frequency of you or the least. And so once you start kind of really getting an understanding of this, you begin to notice it's not about a position. It's about a lifestyle. It's about a culture. And that's what Right, right Livelihood, we touched about on this last week, Right, right Relationship and Right Livelihood is how am I living? Where am I living? What really supports me? What allows me to be more soul connected, right? It's about the people. So I feel like you're going to see a huge shift, probably more the end of this year on and definitely as we get into the 20s, you know, 2020 and beyond that turning point where people are like, aha, it's about the people. It's about the love. It's about the connection. It's about do I feel it? Not even getting into story, but is there a resonance here? Or is this draining me or bringing me down? It doesn't matter if it's cachet or the best group or the best person, supposedly, or the best career or best job or best company or firm. It's what is it communicating to me on an energetic level? And what am I communicating to it? Is it supporting me? Is it a buoy? You know, or is it an anchor at the bottom of the sea? You know, right? <laughs> Sometimes we need a little anchoring, but we need anchoring. But you need not to be so anchored that you can't float, right? So they, take that into your manifestations. You know, what is what is the result of what it is that you are manifesting? What is it creating for you? Because once you move into that, then you begin to not take things so personally. It's either a match or isn't a match or isn't quite a match or it doesn't yet feel right, but you're just going to let it play out a little bit. It almost reminds me of insects, right, with their little antennas. You know, you see bees have it. I think ants have it too. 
they're, 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 they're feelers, right? We all have feelers. And so sometimes it's clearing ourselves emotionally to get to, so our feelers are feeling more objectively, even though it's a subjective experience. It can it can just the feelers can say no wait wait or something's off or someone needs to you know and sometimes if something off is that the other let's say in a relationship that the other person isn't quite in alignment or isn't in their truth and it could just either be a lot of drama a lot of upset you know or they're not ready or the situation's not ready you know so again as we're connecting more to you know the, our feelers our inner GPS our inner compass. You know, when do we use our inner GPS? Well, we, we can only use GPS when we ha- have a location, right? So if we're changing so much or becoming more authentic, connecting more to our soul and that aspect of us is being more revealed, we may have to use a compass instead of our GPS and we have to be okay with that. You know, we may have to go back to the dousing rod because we can't, we don't have the location yet, or we have an idea of the location, but not an exact location. So one of the things that you're going to see, you know, more and more and experience more and more is the requirement of using your intuition more. Again, that that becomes the first position and that the auxiliary position is the logic and reason. And asking for a confirmation, I was working with someone uh, last night in session, and exactly what we were talking about came up today for them. They got their confirmation from a completely objective source as to what they were feeling and what I was getting intuitively. And they got this confirmation that they, but they were responding from the position of their own inner knowing, asking for the confirmation. And that's a quick manifestation. That's a quick turnaround. I mean, it came very profoundly. I think our session was at six or seven. So, so it, came the next, it came the next day, I believe, in the morning. So that's quick. It can be that quick. And if it isn't, don't think that something's wrong. That would be my suggestion. But we not only need to ask for the confirmations, we need to be open to them because it may come from a person, but it can come from another reflection think of it this way it's like media right the the whole idea of media there's a message that goes out but do you get it on your iphone do you get it on your android do you get it on your ipad your tablet do you get it on your tv where do you get it right so it's not being so attached to where you get uh your information i mean you want it to be accurate but that you are getting it. And then if you're, if you're not sure, because it's you sending it to you, if you're not sure, then ask for another confirmation. Do you see what's happening? It's reinforcing the relationship to you, your own relationship to yourself. Until we become one cohesive, we have a lower self and a higher self. Really, it's all one self. You know, what happens when there's not, people aren't connected to their soul or aligned to their soul of only a little bit or not at all, is there's a disconnect. There's been so much, you know, shadow and wounding. There's a lot covering or coloring. Um, So that align, and I've worked with people, having not just soul retrieval, but I've done other types of work where I've had, where I've really gone in and seen 
that the person's kind of just floating. It's very interesting. In the etheric body, um, the person I'm specifically thinking of was had a an illness. They didn't know what was going on, and they were apparently, you know, possibly dying. The doctor thought, you know, they were losing. But once they were realigned, they got their illness went away. So it's quite interesting to see. It was kind of like this little thread and then a lot of blackness. But you could see the soul off to one side. Um, and they clearly were just floating with their ego. And, and imagine, that's very scary. If, you, if your ego is, is driving everything, that means everything in the world is about win-lose. I've got to win at all costs. I've got to keep the status quo. I can only do what's right for me. There's only me. The people that are so anchored into the ego, and that's a, that's a life expression as well, you know, until it's not, until it becomes extinct. But it's also a very scary place to be because it is that win at all costs. There, there is no, there's very little ethic. There's very little to no empathy or compassion. There isn't any understanding except as it's funneled through that person's individual uh, ego. All right, let's get to callers. Uh, 347-539-5122. Please press 1 on your keypad if you'd like to get on air. Again, if you're in the chat, I'm just kind of, they changed the chat, so I'm kind of getting used to it. It's hard to see. Uh, but I did see people in there, so hello, everyone in in the chat. Um, if you get yeah, question or comment, 347-539-5122, press 1 on your keypad. And let's get to our first caller here. Hello, welcome to the program. You're on air. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. To whom am I speaking with? Uh, this is Teresa, who was just at your workshop on Saturday. Oh, Teresa, hello, welcome. Thanks for the email, too. I'm so... How are you doing? Yes. Since the workshop. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for that workshop. Oh, my goodness. That was it was phenomenal. I just thank you so much for that and just your generosity and your spirit. I just can't say enough. I am so oh. glad that I got to you today because next week I am leaving to go up north to go uh, to work for my former employer and make a decision about uh, whether I really want to make a move back north or do I want to stay, you know, I'm just, I'm not sure. I want to make sure I'm going up for the right reasons. And as I said on Saturday, I've been pretty anxious about things. And I'm just wondering what right. you see. Well, I see you're making the right choice. In fact, I do feel it's this, I've said that before, this before. I think we do you recall? Yes. Yeah. So I feel like, um, and it's interesting at the top of the program in the you know intro talk I shared about the uncertainty and you know transition and managing the emotions. I feel right now so many of us, you know, and I call people in the front runners or the front lines that are really doing the inner work and making the, the changes um, that will make it easier for people behind to do, right? That in your decisions right now, there is a lot of uncertainty, but you have to take that step. And I can say, because I do feel you've really done your inner work, you've really listened, right? You're really following, you know, you're checking, confirming that the payoff will be really big, but it will, but it'll be big. 
you know what I mean? It, the payoff will be big, yeah. but the changes or transformation will be big as well. But how you, what you decide to do with it, that's where your free will choice. Because I, for some reason, feel you're meant to go back there. You know, and I had this conversation. Um, it's weird. Yesterday, I think five or six, six clients, seven clients, I'm not sure, but six, I think six. Um, all of them, I think, but one, were all fire signs. And so where I was talking to them about the, the um, fire sign trine of making things have ease. And, of course, it wouldn't be just for people with sun in Aries, uh, uh, Leo, or Sagittarius, but it could be your, your, you know, your, your rising, your moon, maybe even Venus or Mercury is going to – that's going to show – a trine in astrology shows ease. It gives ease to what we want to do. It makes things happen. It also brings unlooked for opportunity. So I'm seeing this for you, Teresa. I see it for a lot of people right now that you're positioned. You're probably being asked to either – some people are being asked to wait, wait and see. Some people are asked, there's the step, take it. You see the step. Because your step, you, it's a lined up. You've got the situation. Um, everything is lined up. So that's, that's always the go-ahead, Right. But then right. when, you're, when you make, take those steps, then you're going to have, especially this month, the evaluation time to say, I can do it this way, I can do it that way. So, every, so many people right now are being brought back, and we talked about this in the workshop, are being brought back to complete, to, to, to finish off, but in a different way or a different level. So something that was left, something that was, potentially good maybe you outgrew it but now you're coming back to it in a different way or you didn't get to quite live it out so i can definitely say wherever people are being led right now it's to the place where there's the most potential does that make sense it it does it does and i i feel i'm doing the right thing i also feel that in some way um you and i had worked together on you know social media presence and me taking what I know as a nurse practitioner and doing it more with um, empowerment for well-being and all. And I think in some mm-hmm. way, even though this is cardiology, but it's a more holistic, the office practice mm-hmm. has always been very holistic. But I think in some way that's also going to help me uh, kind of get clearer with the other things that I want to do. Yeah. By the way, I love, well, I've worked with two cardiologists as a medical hypnotherapist and um, doing, um, you know, hypnotherapy and meditation and mindfulness. Uh, I find cardiologists are very, now I can't speak for all, but just in general, not just those two, but as a culture, the, the people that I knew of seem to be very much into, um, you know, holistic practices and looking at preventative care, preventative, you know, uh, medicine and using things like, you know, hypnotherapy, biofeedback, meditation, mindfulness, acupuncture, um, because they, they find it is not always can be congenital, but a lot of things are contributed by lifestyle. So maybe that's why you're going, and if they're very open, maybe that's why you're going back because it's a really good foundation. Now, remember, and, and Teresa, I will say this for you because of what you do, but also for our other listeners that are in a similar field. 
remember as we shift, and again, if we're looking at astrologically, Pluto and Capricorn, Capricorn rules structure, rules the earth plane, but corporations, systems, we need people, the light workers, the star seeds, the people that are the teachers, the healers, we need them in the system also, not to just work with outside the system, but to infuse the best way they can. And people that come out of the system or through the system, I should say, know the protocol, you know, so they, they are usually best to work within the system if they've come through the system, Right. Right. Does that make sense? So it, it, it doesn't does. surprise me that, you, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that you would be called back in because you're straddling both. And that's, again, what complementary medicine is or bringing the holistic approach in. And you're going to see, as again, as we move, especially the close of the year, and then when, um, you know, uh, well, Jupiter will go into Capricorn next year, Saturn into Aquarius, I believe. You're going to see that more with the structures, let's bring in the complementary. Like, like nowadays, you, you get certain doctors will give you Arnica for bruising. You know, you go in, you know, you've got a sprained ankle. Oh, here's the Arnica, you know, to help your, so, you know, the homeopathic. So, yeah, I can see why you're being called, Um to make that move, it's it's all about your fulfillment and, and living out your your dharma, your your soul's purpose, your path. You know what you're teaching, what you're meant to do here. So just I would just just man, you know, you and anybody else that's listening, just just manage the emotions, the human part that goes along with what does this mean. It you know it can be a lot um, simpler than what we think. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right? I think I mean, I'm kind of. I I think I'm overthinking everything. To from you know what do I have to pack to be away for a while? Um, you know when will I get a flight home? How will everything work out? You know I I think I'm just overthinking things yeah. that I have no control over. Right, and maybe just write that out and then just say okay, we'll take care of it. I made a habit of doing, okay, I'm not going to think about this today or this weekend. I'll deal with it Monday, or I have till Tuesday to deal with it because they need an answer by Thursday. The mind works very well to that because, again, that's very rational. That, that, so you're appeasing that left side of the brain, left hemisphere of the brain, you know, the cog, let's figure this out. I can share with you, it's not exactly the same, but I feel like with the uncertainty and what does it mean, I, I, I remember when I um, – and some of the listeners that have been with me a while have heard this, but I have so many little stories of this, but one of the, I feel like the, the, the greatest or largest example or demonstration of this and trusting the higher self was when I gave a, I literally got out of my contract for a, a TV show that I was doing um, in Chicago. And I had a thriving um, healing psychic practice, counseling, and I was doing, you know, I had great relationships, I got a great relationship with a significant other. I had a lot that was happening, but I kept getting the message, and I was doing charitable work. I mean, I really had this full life, but something was a little missing, I, and I was like, I want, I need to pull out and do something else, and I had this opportunity to go study, to live and study and retrain in England, 
and as a model and actress, I'd saved up enough money that I didn't have to worry. And also where I was living, they were paying me a small amount to, to do some uh, work with them, kind of some kind of overseeing, just being a liaison point to the household because the person that owned the house owned like 13 houses around the world. So I had staff, I had, you know, butler, it was quite, quite amazing. Um, but I didn't, but I waited for confirmations. I really meditated. I tuned in. I went and checked things out first. And then I came back and I, I literally would see license plates that said London, you know, or England, or I started meeting people and I was like, okay, this is uncanny. And my guide said, everything will be returned to you that, that, that you need. And what was interesting is some of my clients actually stayed with me. I actually did a few TV shows there, guest appearances, did a couple of videos. I did some little bit of work, some healing work, but mainly I took time off and studied and retrained. And when I got back, the show had gotten shelved anyway. This is what I find so profound. Two to three months later, because they wanted, they were bringing in two hosts, three hosts. They were doing all these changes and it didn't work. And then when it came back, not in the same form, I was more like a correspondent sent places, but it was still, I think we were, we were still on weekly, but it was more of a course. It, it changed the format a bit. My clients came back. Of course, my friends were there. The chair, everything picked up. It took, some things took a little while, but for the most part, a lot was there. The infrastructure was still there. Um, and then I ended up moving anyway to California. So um, back to California. So why, why I'm sharing this is that sometimes that piece that we need, that next piece, does require a relocation energetically to be of a different resonance. And also, not only being of a different resonance, but to have certain experiences that are going to help us. That's where the opening is. And if you look at it, there's, you could say there's soul contracts, or you could say, you know, karma, dharma. You could say, oh, you've worked with these people before. And you worked well, and it's just a good situation. It's, it's, there's an opening there. They, they, want, they like what you do. You like what they do. There's some synergy there. There's some reason to go back and start anew. So there's a metaphysical axiom. Whatever is ours is not taken from us. It may take change, shape, and form, but it's never totally taken away or dismantled. The, the structure of it remains. So maybe that helps you a bit, gives you some insight of how it can work. Because I got rid of everything. I sold a bunch of stuff. I put stuff in storage. I had a big container. I went over there. And I can tell you the higher self will have you do things. There's always steps. There's always – they might be a little hard to see sometimes, <laughs> you know, uh, but they're there. So I feel for you it's just more about trusting that your inner guidance and taking it step by step and then just managing the emotions, the human emotions, while you move forward. Because you're literally, Teresa, you're moving forward. Oh, thank God, finally. <laughs> yeah, right? This is the opening. That's what I always say. It's synchronicity. The synchronistic connections and openings. All we need to do is follow the opening, however big or small, and then it gains that synergy. Then we're led to the right, the next, the person, the next person, the next person, the next opportunity. So yeah, keep us posted though. Let us know how it goes. You know, I know I'll be. Oh, I definitely excited to hear, and so will the listeners. Keep us posted because it's inspiring to, for people to hear your journey, what you're doing, and what you're going through. 
Yeah, yeah. What I will do is right? now that I have a website, I will put it on my website because I will be working on Wednesdays. So I will no longer. I'll have to listen to your podcast. Oh. But I also, yeah. But I also <laughs> want to continue. You better not with, go. That's a sign. That's a sign. No, yeah, go. You're gonna you're gonna miss us live. Not <laughs> I'm teasing. No, no. And I I also <laughs> want to continue working with you. So um, you know it'll be good too because I'll finally be making a steady salary. So I'll be able to do more oh. work with you, which will also be another benefit for me. So. There we go. There we go. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I just, it sounds like win-win situation. It just sounds like you're really on the right track and just to follow through. Okay, I so appreciate this. Yeah, you'll be helping somebody with this as well at some point, you know. Oh, good. Because we can't right, in all fairness, if we haven't gone through it, I mean, Yes, I can see what I say, you know, and see for you as a, as a psychic, you know, channel and medium. Yes, I can see that. But it also helps that I'm very grounded and I have some experiences with it, too. It lends more credibility than, oh, I never left my hometown. But you could do it. Don't just jump, you know, just jump, <laughs> you know. All right, Teresa, you take good care and keep us posted. And congratulations. When do you leave, I by will. the way? When is it? Start- um, I'm going next Friday, so I'll drive. It'll take okay. me two days. And then I start the job um, May 6th, so I'll be working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'll have time to go back to New York and see my friends. And I'm going back, too, also, because I miss a connection with my friends. I have very yeah. dear friends in New Jersey and New York, and um I just haven't had much here in Alabama. I mean, things just, uh, you know, it's like the universe is pushing me out. Nothing literally has worked out. Yeah. I mean, every job I've had. I can just say, because I've fallen we apart. Met, you, you heard me on the Maria Menounos show, right? Podcast? Yes, I, I think did. we met That's through. how I first got in contact with you. Yes. Well, I can say, and over the years, people that tend to work with me are are about to, always about to break through some big level, some huge level. And I've just seen that over the, you know, over the years, even when I didn't do this professionally, when I just started and was just answering people from all over the world were just calling me somehow they got my phone number. That's how I started. Um, and then people would be sent to me. I didn't even charge. I didn't charge at all. You know, and I didn't, you know, I had to, I went back to school into training, you know, to supplement, but um, I originally started as a teacher and then a model and an actress. So my teaching background and training has helped but yeah so I remember seeing that with you so there's something special that you're meant to do and I just think you just need to trust you're being guided you know you you yeah. answered the soul call you wanted to do something different you wanted to help give back you wanted to use your nurse practitioner training which is amazing training and the meditation the mindful you you really have this you know, dream, this passion, this gift, you, you have a vision of what you want to do. And I feel like this is the beginning. This is the opening of it. You answer the soul call. That's when the doors start opening for people. And you did the inner work. See, that's what, because you're processing. Now you're going, okay, is it me? Is it my emotion? Okay, okay. I just need to manage my emotions, do the next step. That's key. That's why we're all here for each other. We help each other, you know, with our little areas of expertise you know, get through it. We don't get through it alone. So we're on our own. So anyway, uh, thank you, Teresa. Keep us posted. I just really loved hearing your news. And um, I, I think definitely it sounds will. great. And 
and you'll be hearing more from me because I'll be back working with you. So I'm looking okay. forward to getting back into that also. And thank you so much for everything you do. I, I can't say that enough because uh, you, mm. you're so authentic and so generous and uh, it's just uh, every workshop I've gone to, every session I've had with you, it just works. I, I mean, you just know mm. what to say, how to say it, and really how to help people and how to clarify things. And, you know, it's it's no wonder that, you know, your show here is so popular because you really do tremendous work. You really do. So mm. I thank you for all of that. I can't thank you enough. For being you. Thank you, Teresa, and thank you for sh- thank you for that appreciation, and thank you for sharing where you are on your path and what you're doing. Because I just know your words, your story, what you're doing is reaching so many people right now, and giving them that little nudge, that little boost to go to their next level to do that step. Because people have to hear it. We have to hear it from each other. We have to hear, oh, someone's doing it. I can too. You know. So really, thank you for that. All right, my dear, we'll talk to you later. Okay, thank you so much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hello and welcome. You're on Awakenings. Hi, it's Mary Beth. Hey, Mary Beth. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I had a question. My Mm -hmm. there's a a new opportunity with my brother that's kind of come about, a business opportunity, and I wanted to see if you saw anything happening with that. Well, I do get a little caution. So what is going on? Have you guys tried to do something before? We haven't, no. Okay. So what is, why am I getting a little caution here? Um, I'm not sure. We're trying to figure out. Or the timing is what are you figuring out? Is it a timing? Maybe it's a timing thing. Let me look at it another way. There's something that's saying wait, or is it in the beginning stages? It's in the beginning stages, and we don't live in the same area. Okay, so it's logistics. Like, how would we actually do this then? Right? Yeah. Is that what it is? Okay. Maybe, Okay, yeah. so that could, maybe that, the um, figuring it out, let's look and see. Huh, is it something he could do on his end and then you do on your end and you kind of collaborate together? You do it sometimes together and sometimes separately? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Okay, because I think it's going to be more like that. I don't know if it's going to be like a full-fledged business. Let's see. What's coming up for working with her brother? What's the okay? So you're definitely going to do it, but it is going to take some time. There is more movement uh, end of May, but you're still in the Taurus time period. There's something with fi- working through the finance. Yeah. I'm going to ask. Okay, there you. Okay, this is why I'm saying caution. Okay, there's something you have to work through in re- not only in regards to finance, but your values, principles, your beliefs, what you value money financially how you handle money that's where the, the hiccup is and that's how you handle money both of you i don't think you're on the same page there okay does that make sense it it does yeah yeah so that's what i'm saying i don't 
know that you, one of you, and I'm kind of thinking it's more you, is, is uh, you just, just, you do different with money. You, hand, you handle, so I don't know how you want to set this up. I feel like it could be a good synergistic relationship. I just don't know about uh, like a bona fide, you know, your president, he's vice president, or your vice president, he's president, or your treasurer, you know, one of those things. I don't know. So if you can do it the way where you're helping each other or it's synergistic, because it shows, it shows you following through. It shows you guys working together. But then it does show some – could be power struggles or transformation in money. And maybe it's just saying start it slowly, working only synergistically, and let it build. See how it – like. You know, a lot of people do this. I see this with tech companies. You know, I work with a lot of people that have done startups and quite successful with them. A lot of times their business partner or who they start, they didn't just jump in. They started doing projects, this and that together, working together. And then they brought together like, okay, let's, you know, fund Oracle or whatever, Apple or whatever, you know. But they were doing stuff on their own before they came together. I'm really getting that for you. Um, does this just jump in? Is this making sense? It does. It, it, it makes sense what you said about the money because I think that we do view money totally different. I don't too much fear around money, and I think that he does. Yeah. And so that might be a conflict coming in how we kind of divvy up everything. Yeah. But here's the thing. I feel it could be because I keep hearing synergy, synergistic. So I feel it could be good. If you take it slowly, because sometimes if he has the brakes on the money, somebody having the brakes sometimes could be a good thing. Someone, in other words, like I'm very visionary. I got tests. I'm like what's called the hair. I have these huge visions and ideas, and a lot of them do come into fruition. But I have people around me that can help me ground those and say, oh, Michelle, let's do this. Or you did that. Or, okay, now let's just do this meeting and have this, get this done you know, or invest here, but not wait here, or write that down, you know, that's where you're going. So it could work well, but I feel you have to flesh it out a little bit before you just jump in, and then you both signed on the dotted line, and now the little monsters come out, you know, out of the shadows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just, how would we do this, bro? Hey, love you. How would, what, oh, scenarios. So just keep it slow, because I do feel you, you, after a period of time, you could understand each other more and not both of you go into fear. Like you're trying to block me and stop me. You're trying to do this or that, or you don't know what you're talking about. You know, we spent too much here. We got to do this. We got it before it goes to that level. Once you guys know how each other works and you don't take it personally and you're not getting as triggered, you can have the hand signals like, Hey, when you said we spent too much, that kind of, you know, you can get the shorthand or the hand signals, the emoji talk Mm -hmm. you know, of what's going Mm on. So it doesn't, unnecessarily cause a lot of conflict okay but it does look like a good direction it's just I feel like because of that issue and money is so important in a business and your family might as well just flesh it out and go slow go slowly yeah no that 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 makes sense thank you for that yeah you're welcome thanks for calling in thank you you're very welcome Love it. A lot of, lot of scenarios about synergy and following your dream and, you know, 
getting together with someone in, in a collaborative uh, focus. So, which brings us uh, now to our next, uh, to our guest, and for this part of the program, the Awakenings Dialogue, we have with us Lori Bregman, renowned doula, life and wellness coach. She is the author of The Mindful Mom-to-Be, and her most recent book is Mama Stay. Lori is also the co-founder of Seed Life, superfood powders for all stages of womanhood. So I want to welcome to the program Lori Bregman. Lori, welcome. Hi, Michelle. I'm so happy to be here. Hey. Great to be here. Hi. Congratulations. I think your book launched yesterday. It uh, did. Sadie, the producer, was so excited. She saw the promos, and she was like, oh, we got to get Lori on to share what she's doing, because you are such an example of living your purpose and helping so many people, however, in a way that's really exciting and beneficial for you as well. It's very life-enhancing. So um, thank great you. to see that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, and I want to thank you really fast for contributing to my book, Mama Stay, on the meditations. They're amazing. Oh, and so many I people are loving them. Are yeah, they? it's oh, so yeah, great. Yeah, so thank you. That, oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I mentioned at the top of the program that I contributed to um, with the meditations. And uh, I love the idea how you wove people in with their gifts. You know, it's almost like your book, Mama Stay, it's a community. It's a lifestyle. It's, it's, I think I even put, I did a uh, blurb for you, and I really looked at it, and I thought, you know, it's really this, like, system, support group. It's in the pages. It supports, you know, women, definitely through motherhood, but I feel all women, because I feel like, you know, I looked, read it through it, and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of this way also. But it, it mm-hmm. seems like it's a support. It's really you're giving great information, but I feel like you're really supporting. It's, it seems like it's this, the, there's acknowledging and honoring people's you know uniqueness, the woman's uniqueness, especially during pregnancy, but also supporting them in a way that supports their uniqueness. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Oh, totally. I mean, I think that's you know my whole thing. There was there's so many different layers behind this book. One, it's it's sort of like the five languages of love for mom types. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also how it's, you know, we're, we're more alike than different. And mm-hmm. it teaches you how to have compassion for somebody else and then also hold the mirror up to yourself when you find fault in another. Um, and then to really like be okay with being who you are. Um, so there's, mm-hmm. there's these, all these different things in this book that, that, that makes it that way. And I think I've had such success being a doula because I really get to, uh, to know who these people are and then work accordingly mm-hmm. with the person standing in front of me and, un- and get to understand mm-hmm. the way they operate. Some women are more type A. Some women are more insecure. Some women are really strong and rebellious. And some are, you know, they have to be a little detached or, um, you know, and some kind of are just, you know, very flowy, like, I don't care, do whatever you, they can do whatever they want. And it's like, no, let's, you know, that's great to have that, mm-hmm. but let's see what you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I really try to work accordingly to who they are and, you know, no, and, and treat and help them by integrating the other types or, or expressions of themselves where they might need to pull that other part of themselves in to have more harmony and balance. Mm, okay, so you actually would help them balance 
let's say their predominant type, and we could go over the types as well would be uh, great. But if I'm hearing mm-hmm. you right, you help them balance. Like in your example here, let's say someone is very flowy, doesn't matter. You guide them to see perhaps their own point of view as well or integrate that. If you could talk a bit about that. Right. So there are five what I've narrowed, I've, I've, I've narrowed it down to five types. There's action, flow, free, rebel, and vulnerable. And action is kind of more type A, like get stuff done, is a doer. Um, mm-hmm. The rebel kind of just, you know, you can't tell her what to do. She stands strong in her conviction. She colors outside the lines. She beats her own drum. Um, vulnerable is, you know, a little bit maybe more fear-based. Has it's, Her gift is she can really ask for help when she needs it, um, mm-hmm. and she's able to receive. Um, she might be a little bit more fearful or needy. Um, mm-hmm. The free mama might be a little bit more detached or removed, um, which, you know, there's, there is positives in that um, when, when sometimes we're too overly – you know, focused on something or, you know, attached to an outcome. So we can integrate some more of that part of ourselves back in to find balance. Um, right. And then the, um, what am I missing? The flow mama is very, she just goes with the flow. She's neither here nor there. She, she has a hard, she's a people, more of a people pleaser, has a hard time setting boundaries. Um, and, you know, so, all these parts of yourself, we all have them. There's been times where you had to get stuff done. There's been times where you've been more rebellious and, and we're like, no, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it my way. Or, mm-hmm. um, there's been times where you've been vulnerable and more emotional or times where you've had to detach from certain outcomes and times where you've had to go with the flow. So um, we all have that inside of us. But if we're predominantly in one expression all the time, what we might find fault mm. in in somebody else or judge in somebody else. Like I have a, a, a girlfriend who is very, she's a very vulnerable and mm-hmm. I'm I, in the, te- there's a test in the beginning of the book and I'm totally, I'm like mostly rebel. And, um, she, I, I can see at, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's very vulnerable, very, you know, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes when she gets really emotional or, or more victimy or needy, I get like, oh, oh, my God, girl, just toughen up, you know. And mm-hmm. um, really what it is, it's not her. It's reflecting back to me a part of myself that I'm so uncomfortable with that, that mm. if I can stop and pause and mama stay and just be like, okay, what is it about her that I'm uncomfortable with? And I look at it, it's like I'm not uncomfortable with my, my own vulnerability. So, and then I start doing some work that is in some of these books and I start integrating her, but in my own way, because my vulnerability will look very different than hers into my Mm -hmm. being and find, you know, embrace it back in and bring it back in and start to um, accept it, that part of myself. I won't be able to find fault in another because really it's what I'm finding fault is what I'm not comfortable with within me. Mm, I love so, that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's what, how I, that's kind of one of the premises yeah. of the book. You know, what's interesting, Laura, you know, I was always, I'm open. I'm not always looking for them, but I'm open to them. Like, you know, 
but people might say coincidences or synchronicities, but I, I, you know, everything mm-hmm. is energy. So it all, you know, it, it is reflecting something. It's very interesting that your book launched in this time period, because we are in this time period of mirroring, looking at, and people understanding more about just that concept you're talking about is what is this person mirroring in me? You know, is mm-hmm. it something I used to do or need to do or like to do, or is it something I'm not aware of? Or like you said, it's uncomfortable for me. So what mm-hmm. a powerful tool um, I, for everyone, but I'm even thinking about because your book is geared towards women and, and um, mothers and for mm-hmm. them, and go ahead. And, and those that are, um, go ahead. That are wanting to become. Oh no! Mothers, right? say, yeah, women, women, and yeah, women and mothers. It's really my first book, Mindful Mom's View, is more for pregnancy. This is more for like mothers and women. And when I was writing this book, I kept thinking, God, this isn't just for mothers. I mean, this is for all women. Yeah. Because, you know, That's... we all need to. You know, with social media and just there's so much comparison and judgment and and envy mm-hmm. and all this stuff going on and um, you know, that people can really stop being who they are. And also, you know, we need to support each other. Mm-hmm. We really do. We just need to support and, each other. Yeah. I'm such a big women supporting women. So, and, and there's so much mom shaming out there and judgment. And this is just a way to like, again, hold that mirror up to yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, learn that not everybody does things the way you do things, but Mm-hmm. you can find more compassion and empathy by just taking that beat to mama stay a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, now I'm recalling, cause I'm thinking of even when I wrote the, the meditations uh, for your book, it, it's, they're not, even if you do the meditation, they're not specifically pregnant or wanting to get pregnant. It's, it's, it, I think in some of them that doesn't even say pregnancy. It's all about mm-hmm. that individual person, how they're dealing with the situation in their life. So I agree the women, you know, because even if that the name, you know, I bow to the God within you is namaste. So that namaste, I bow to that mother, mother within you. If we really expand this, it's, it's, the, it's our own inner mother. We're all healing and reclaiming the part of us that not only mothers our children or our fur babies, but mothers ourselves, you know, yeah, how are exactly. we mothering ourselves, right? Are we overly right. critical and shaming, like you say, and comparing, or is that inner mother, is that inner mother embracing ourselves inside saying, you're doing great, or you look good, or, you know, mm-hmm. keep trying. And the thing or is, too, I, what we envy in somebody else, we have that, too. So it's like where maybe yeah. they, they express it differently, but we have that, too. And this is also what I love about this book, too, is that, like, I can better understand once I also embrace my own vulnerability, like in comparison to I'm talking about my friends, I can also mm-hmm. understand the way she ticks and operates and how mm-hmm. I can work, work with her differently and speak her language. So, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the mom world, like, like I always say, this is one thing with them. Um, I was on a show the other day and this girl was like, I'm such a rebel. And I was like, yep, you don't like to be told what to do. So, um, mm-hmm. And I said, I hear you, sister. I'm right there with you. And she said, um, no, I hate it. And I said, but if somebody was going to talk to you, like I always say the best way to talk to a rebel is to plant a seed and let it take form mm-hmm. into the, and like let them express it in their own way. And um, 
So there's ways to communicate and help work with other moms in that book. And then even the meditation. The, fun, the thing is there's yogas and your meditations, any of these, any of these expressions, because we're all of them. Mm-hmm. You can do any of them, mm-hmm. and they're going to work for you at different times. Mm-hmm. Well, I can see, yeah. too, by what you're sharing uh, about your book, it, you know, what the, 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 the format and the context of it is also that maybe I can, reading the book, I can see myself in these different forms or what I, or what I need to integrate. Maybe, you know, I'm flowing a lot or free, you know, and maybe I need to more action in and, and wait less. And maybe this, and again, I think sometimes a book, you know, a speaker can do it, a workshop, a book, you know, a book because you can go back to it, you know, you can, Oh, let me reread that. Or, you know, let me, that's why I love my books. <laughs> and I love having the one mm-hmm. I can hold. Because you can go back and go, you know, I am working on this. You know, what's an exercise I could do to get more into my action part of me? You know, maybe I want to develop right. that more. So, right? So I feel like that's, that's part of your book is very empowering because you're giving the tools to the woman to use at their discretion, you know, their time of right. awakening to this next step for them. Yeah. I have um, my friend Desi. She, uh, she's a triple Scorpio and she's total action mama and I'm Mm. Aquarian and I'm the rebel. Right. And Mm -hmm. so when I need to get stuff done and like be organized, which is not my strong suit, um, Mm -hmm. organization, I will like, what would Desi, what would Desi do? And then I pull up that action mama inside of me. Or I, I literally call her and I'm like, okay. And she'll be like, okay, you have to make a list and you've got to blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, done. And then she, because she's so action and that, when she'll call me and be like, okay, I need, like, what can I do? I'm like, you need to sprinkle in the magic and, and you need to like, you know, make mm. it more playful and creative. And, and she's like, okay, how would you do that? And then we just kind of, I, I, so the two of us, even though we're really different, we, help each, when we when she blends some of the rebel in and I blend in some of the action magic happens mm-hmm. so um you know you learn from each other and as as you become a mother when you're pregnant or before you know you're a caterpillar in the cocoon and you merge as a butterfly and I've had some moms that were total action mamas and they've called me a couple months after they had their baby and they're like boy I don't feel like myself I'm just like and I'm like, well, you're not anymore. You've changed. And they're like, I'm just mm. so go with the flow. Like things don't bother me as much. And I'm like, well, you sh- you've shifted more into the flow, mama. I mean, you're, you're more of a, you know, and you're still you. It's just that you're expressing yourself in a different expression of yourself right now. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, let, let that come in. And this is the part of the birth of the new. But, you, you know, you've still got your action in there. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, you've integrated a little bit more no, flow Right. Now, do people, do women have fear that, like when there's the going through changes, let's say, because it sounds like maybe through the pregnancy process, there can be, or pregnancy path is another way to look at it. It sounds like what I'm getting from you, there could be these changes where these different parts may come out anyway, may start, you know, coming out. Um is that a concern for women sometimes? Like what's, what's wrong with me or what's happening? Is that, do you see that quite a bit? 
Um, I think there's a big fear of the unknown that comes up and they can feel that they're changing and shifting and things that used to matter don't matter anymore. And new things that they never thought mattered really matter. And that starts to happen like on the road to becoming. And I always look at like what's coming up for them. And then we do work around it because I think whatever's coming up for them is preparing them for their new role as a mother. So Mm -hmm. whether it's learning patience or, um, learning to go with the flow or learning to um, let go of control um, mm-hmm. or financial stuff or relationship stuff, whatever it is that's coming up while they're becoming is stuff that needs to, you know, be worked through or healed to help them better as, as you know, for the next level or, or next chapter as they become, as they birth themselves as a mother. Mm. So, so you're birthing I the mother. All, you're helping the mother birth themselves and to birth the the the, the baby being. You know the the lot of birth. There's a lot of uh, becoming. It sounds like in this process, there's a lot to manage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've always been more about the journey, not just the birth. As being a doula, I love to take people through the whole pregnancy and support them, their mind, body, and spirit through the whole, you know, journey. And, and it's not, it's never been just about the birth for me because to me, it's all at the birth, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And then you see, I, I mean, there is you, all five expressions, a hundred percent come out in birth, the physical birth. Mm, that's what I was wondering. Okay. Um, yeah. Emotions come out. You've got to sometimes be able to go with the, you know, you've got to be able to go with the flow because birth is, on, you know, you know, karmic and unpredictable. Um, you've got to, you know, sometimes like power through and work and move around and do things. You've got to uh, really stick to what you what feels right for you. You know, sometimes you have to be rebellious when doctors or somebody starts projecting stuff onto you that you don't feel is to be true. Um, mm-hmm. and you have to be, discon- you know, somehow it's a little part of you has to be a little not attached. You have to surrender and be able to just give it to God and, and work towards it. But, you know, so it's like all five of them come up in birth. And when I prep people for birth, I talk about that. I'm like, it's going to demand you, you, all you these, tell them. Yeah. You, it's going to demand a bunch of different parts of you. Mm-hmm. Because so. I would imagine a lot of times um, people think, well, I'm going in like maybe I'm the rebel and that, that's how I that's how I am and that's how I'm going to have this birth, you know. So I imagine when different parts of their personality start coming out or that they didn't even know was there, it can be a bit off-putting. Like, what's happening to me? You know, am I changing so much? Yeah, they say there's a saying: the way you do life is the way you do birth. So I see that a lot in labor. Mm. Um, but like I said, you know, all the different aspects of yourself come out. Mm-hmm. Now, in, let's in say, yeah, let's say in after, after the birth, do you find that, that the women are maybe changed or more integrated because they've gone through this process? Because it sounds like you're really bringing a consciousness to you know, the path of pregnancy and let's just say the path of womanhood to, to women, let's say that decide to get by mama stay, get mama stay, just, um, which I would, it has so many great processes and exercises in their examples, but, 
There's a lot of juicy tidbits, but let's so I'll just put that out there as a caveat, but bringing it back to mothers. Do you find that after that process, going through that whole journey, that there is some kind of integration and, and maybe change within uh, that? Oh, 100%. I mean, like I mm, said, it's like okay. they were a caterpillar. They went into a cocoon. They, they're, they're shedding mm. off the old. They're growing the That's new wings. Yeah, they and then I always say like after the postpartum period, they they hang on the cocoon and flap their wings and don't fly right away. And eventually, they fly into the world as this brand new butterfly with their own unique stripes and spots, but they're completely changed. And what I try mm-hmm. to do is once they come out of, they start to fly as this new way. I help them. I help them integrate this new being into their life. And I've seen women that were major career women that quit their jobs and um, like work at home selling like, you know, multi-level marketing stuff or, you know, that are like, I'm never going to be that woman. I'm like, okay, let's just, you know, let's not make any grand decisions until you, after you have this baby, because you are going (laughs) to, you are going to, you know, things are going to change. So, you know, I'm never going to co-sleep with my child. I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's, let's just see how you feel on the other side. Because you don't know how you're going to feel. Um, you don't know. So, yeah. Mm. I like to you um, in some of reading through your big on speaking their truth, living their truth, but that sometimes you do need to speak up. And I think you kind of alluded to it with the flow mama. Um, mm-hmm. How important is that in that path of pregnancy and into motherhood? to be able to speak one's truth. Because I know sometimes people say, oh, I'm the mom. I just kind of go, whatever, yeah, they need this or they need that. What, what are your thoughts on that? What's the balancing point? I think there's, when you're too much in your flow, which is a good thing, which, you know, a, a lot of us need to integrate, especially with Action Mama, flow would be a good, you know, one of the, a good balance to bring in a little bit and rebel to. But, um, well, all of the, all of the the expressions could use a little more flow. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, one of the things being a mom and, you know, trying to control everything, a you're, you're, when you have kids, not, you can't control everything. I mean, because sometimes Mm -hmm. kids get sick or, you know, you, you, you can't even, like I had a client yesterday who was like, Oh my God, I haven't even taken, it's like six o'clock. I haven't taken a shower. I haven't brushed my teeth. You can't always control everything. Um, and also, you know, I watch one of the things I see all the times is um, boundaries with with the mom, you know, the, the grandparents and, and other families. And you will be taken advantage if you don't put your foot down um, and doctors. And, uh, you know, you you lose a sense of self of what you know, what feels right. Everybody's just going to make decisions for you if you don't stop to take a beat and take mm-hmm. a beat to see what do, what feels right for me and, you know, and understand what you need. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. What do you, and I would imagine, of course, again, we would get conscious pregnancy, conscious more birth, which to me is just acceptance of what is and going through it. it. It brings into conscious parenting, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think yeah. this book, it's not even, 
like, again, it's not so much about even parenting. It's just about like, it's more about the inner work of you as a mom or a woman and, mm-hmm. you know, and how it can reflect back out in the world. And the way it does parent this book about is about parenting is, um, you know, yourself. <laughs> bullying. Yeah. Parenting yourself, but also like bullying does start at home. And these children are open vessels that like watch them make them become. And if, if they see other moms not embracing who they are or trying to be somebody else or finding fault with others and then gossiping and, you know, they listen, they hear, and then they go and repeat. So, you know, it does start at home and it's up to us to pave that way of greatness for them to follow in because, you know, they are our future. Mm, So well put. Now, how did you come to um, decide to move into this, uh, direction to write um, Mama Stay. How did you, you see a need for this with those you were working I think with? It started happening when I, you know, I, like I said, I work so individually with people and mm-hmm. I don't treat two people the same. And I just started seeing these types over and over again um, that we all possess, but some of them are predominantly in one. And then I would shift my, the way I work with them mm. accordingly. And, um, and then I just started seeing all this mom shaming and all this, um, you know, uh, judgment and, um, yeah. you know, hating on and, and also envy and jealousy and, and in, in, in the mom world and with women. And it, it bothers me because mm-hmm. um, it breaks my heart, A, because I know a lot of these women firsthand, these moms. And, and second of all, um, you know, you don't really know what goes on behind closed doors. We all on Instagram or social media will put on these beautiful pictures of ourselves. But, um, you know, sometimes things aren't always as they seem to be. And um, I just, you know, wanted to find a way to bring us all together and just more love and support and compassion and some empathy in that space and a little bit less, you know, judgment and mom shaming. Um, mm-hmm. And that's my big reason for writing this book was, you know, to, to just, just to pull up a little bit more empathy and compassion for yourself and others. Mm-hmm. Because when you, when you can find that self compassion and self awareness and find that harmony within, you're going to have that peace all around you with anybody you come in contact with. Cause it all starts with, yeah. you. we've got Sue in the chat saying, congratulations. Thank you. Sounds awesome for you. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I think, you know, women, and again, we are in that um, age of the the woman more. And I I think it's the feminine, the divine feminine, but it's also how it takes shape and form because we're both masculine and feminine within. But I do feel there is this predominance of the, the, the female, you know, in the female body. And, how to be, and maybe it's finding that again, you know, a self-correction of, you know, softness isn't bad, you know, hardness isn't bad, each is needed, you know, and and maybe, you know, books like yours can help highlight this for women at different passages in their life to take a look at that, you know, what am I really doing here? Um, Because you're right, there is this thing with women 
you you see it parties there's this kind of cattiness you know and, and over the years yeah. there's been jokes of it it was right it's been in movies in the 30s and 40s even till now and there is this kind of programming to distrust women or to not only to distrust women but to distrust how we're showing up as a woman in the world uh, and the guys aren't in it. They really don't care. Guys that I've talked to, they're like, what? Oh, she wore, oh, what? Does it matter? Yeah. You know, they're not. But it's the women that are the, but are somehow given that message that to be safe or seen or to, quote, unquote, get the relation, you know, whatever, get the job. It has to be this way. So maybe right. your book will be counterbalancing that, uh, counter, you know, um, yeah, and I think just one woman's success, that. you know, supporting another woman's success won't damper your own. I think there's that the – I like, my book came out yesterday, and thank you, Michelle, for helping and posted everything. But, like, so many people came forward and helped and came out and just supported me. And it was just overwhelming, all these incredible women from all over just posting, posting, posting all day long because I – pulled up my vulnerable part of myself and asked for a help, which was very uncomfortable for me, but I did it. Yeah. And, um, and because of that, I received it. You're living it. You're in it too. You walk your talk. It's not comfortable. That's a muscle that I, you know, that I'm not comfortable (laughs) stretching, but I did stretch it, (laughs) but it's amazing. And it's amazing because you can see the, you can feel your intuitive. I'm intuitive. You can feel the ones that are, feel when somebody doesn't want the best for you or isn't, you know, is jealous of you or support, not supporting you. And it's, it's sad to me because yeah. I always want the best for all my, all the women in my life and all the women out there doing stuff and, and trying to do the best they can. It's like, we got to support mm-hmm. each other more. You know, it's just, by the way, moms have to support I really other like, moms. It's, yes. Sorry. And yeah. it starts there. I mean, it's all people, all women, but I do feel, you know, mothers, characteristically women and mothers, you know, again, relay the language, set the tone, uh, you know, or or the conscience. Not always. It can be in a male body, too. But traditionally, characteristically, it's still in our society falls on that. So that mothering, I just feel as more women understand mothering and mothering themselves, that that's going to shift a lot. I mean, that, you know, to be comfortable – First of all, from your book, Mama Say, to be comfortable in your own pregnancy with how you're having it, how you're looking, how you're, what you're doing, or have the tools to, to navigate that and come out the other side more comfortable as you, that is just going to radiate out, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win. Yeah. I wanted to go back to something. I love what you shared, um, and I want to touch on this because I actually even wrote a, a a blog on this uh, blog post on this, I don't know, about a month ago, but you touched on this with envy. And I really feel, cause you know me, I'm really big on, there's always a higher harmonic to everything and integrating mm-hmm. whether the shadows positive or negative we perceive, but you mentioned like the jealousy and the envy. And I want to go through that again for our listeners and also get a further, you know, insight from you. You mentioned this and I, I felt so important that yes, I really feel envy and jealousy. It might be a distorted energy. I don't look at it as bad. I agree with you. I really feel, and I've come to really d- done a lot of kind of research on this within, within myself and my own deeper inner work and healing and then working with people 
it signals what you want. It's distorted. Mm-hmm. It's a form of passion. It's 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 a message from your soul. It may be coming through a lot of wounding. It it may distort the the you know the way that it's. But I always look at it this way: we're not envious or jealous of something we couldn't do or can't have. I'm not right. envious of the person I love that. That, that right that swam the English Channel or climbed mm-hmm. through the Himalayas. I'm not. I don't care about that. But something that I think I could do or I really want to do, oh, you bet the little, the little green face can come out. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on that and what can we do um, when faced with that? Because you said it's, some, it's telling you something. You know, well, like in your book, you, you said, say listen not, to the whisper. <laughs> yeah, before it becomes – there's um, – I think it's showing you something, that, again, that you – maybe something where you're not, you're, you're, there's something you're needing more of in your life and this person's reflecting Mm -hmm. it back to you. And I also Mm -hmm. feel like if, if that in your life, then it's, it's like, then there's a, you have it too, you know, because there's that, that reflection back. I remember working with this, um, this celebrity that she's just amazing. And I was, I didn't, it wasn't envy, but it was just, I really respected her. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, and sometimes I, there was this podcast I was listening to one time. They're like, just channel that person, channel that person and what they, who they are and what they have. And like, yeah, try to embrace like it. And what aspects of them do you have too? Um, and obviously the way you do you will be very different than the way they do you. But when I started doing that, I was like, oh my God, I have that too. I'm like that too, but in a very different mm-hmm. way. I express it, but I, but it helped me, I'm going to be honest with you, it helped me get stuff done to, yeah. to embrace that. I didn't go, couldn't do the, I didn't have the, um, I couldn't get as much done as she does because I don't, I didn't have this team in front of me to help me, but I also, right. um, and I didn't have the, we have different levels of energy. I just don't have, I need more mm-hmm. downtime and quiet time. So, but mm-hmm. I, but it was like by embracing that, um, but the envy, I think, is when you start envying or being jealous, it's a, it's a, I also think it's a part of yourself that, you know, it, it is a time to, to mama's day and reflect and go, what's coming up in me? Because usually a trigger is something you really need to stop and yeah. take a look at. And know that if it's triggering you, that could be something that you would like to have more of. But, like, how can you integrate more of that into your life? Or it's a reflection of showing you that, look, they have it, I can have it too. Exactly. And maybe it'll That's look so different important. when I manifest it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the best thing, those people that are listening, is, is not to try to look, oh, I shouldn't be jealous or angry or I shouldn't be envious. No, embrace your jealousy and envy, whatever you want to call it. Like, I want that. Why do they have that? However, it's manifesting. And like Lori is saying, it's a signal. You want that or a version of that, or, and you have that within you, the capability in your own way, but it, I agree. It's definitely a message from your, you know, inner self, higher self, inner psyche, soul that's saying this is where you need to go or your next step, and that person or that reflection wouldn't have come in and you wouldn't be having that reaction if it wasn't in some part something that you're capable and able of doing and also, I would say, on your path. Because, again, mm-hmm. if there's not any charge, if you're, if you're not even you're neutral, it's like, oh, whatever, oh, yeah. They they did high 
wire rope from the Empire State. But, oh, yeah, that's interesting. They climb Mount Ball. Oh, okay. That, big deal. That's not in your pet. You don't care. You're like, oh, I wish I could do that. I had, you know, was in shape. Maybe that's like cool. That. Yeah, wow. I yeah, it's that cool. That is amazing. I applaud them. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, yeah. and then I think you're going to have, you're not going to have the shaming and the comparison that you're talking about, Lori. You're not, people aren't going to be looking at each other with those, especially women, the side glance of how they're doing something or not doing something or how they look or don't look. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to eliminate that because we're going to, again, what it sounds like you're saying is take it back to you. What is it showing yeah. you? Anyway, there's so much energy we're throwing around at each other that has nothing to do with another person. Um, and it's all about you. I mean, there's, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, and it's, uh, that's a big thing to get when, when, I mean, here I put myself out there, I wrote my second book. It's like, I'm putting myself out there more publicly. I, you know, there's going to be those people that are saying stuff and laughing mm-hmm. out, and, you know, and I have to just, that's where, you know, you have to go, okay, this is not about me. This is, there's something inside of them. They're, they're getting their feathers ruffled in. And I have to, you know, it's hard to, to especially when mm-hmm. people are judging you, but it's, it's hopefully my, my, or, or, you know, or being negative because from a place of envy or whatever, you just have to, you know, kind of hold that mirror up, hopefully. Yeah. In, in front of yourself. And hopefully that reflection yeah. will hit back to them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. When we do enough mirror work or pr- we take back the projections, like, okay, I'm envious because I want to do this or I'm this, you know, this is showing me that. When we take back these projections, we move into perception. So we can see if somebody is wounded and they're, they're just, we can say, oh, there's their wounding. has nothing to do with me. They, they really want to do this mm-hmm. too, but they're, wound- they're, they're not doing it, so they're I call it harpooning. Yeah, you have that amazing. <laughs> you have that amazing, amazing projection perception um, exercise on your website that is incredible for anybody who's listening oh, that needs to do that. Thank you. That thing yeah. has saved me in more. You know, non having, you know, very very little to zero drama. Because a lot of times when I do the projection perception, yeah, it's on my soul playground dot life. Uh, those of you listening, uh, website. But when I have done the projection perception, a lot of times I find it's me. It's even if they did something wrong, it doesn't have as much charge. Once I realize it's something that's in me. You know? <laughs> I know, but can you imagine? That's what I'm saying. If everybody can embrace, stop and take a beat when they start yeah. getting triggered or, and then just stop and like put their hands together. Mama stay. What is it about her that, that's triggering me right now? What does she have, like, yeah. you know, and, and like, and then, you know, try to embrace that and, and, and really come with more. And then even while you read the whole book and you find the different five types, it's like, how can I, okay, this is where she, you know, she just thinks different than me or she just is different. Yes. Than me. So how can I, how can I, and then they give the tools on how to work with, you know, in my book day, I give the tools how to yeah. work with um, someone, how they think, how they operate. So you can speak mm-hmm. them in their language and also, you know, parent that little child, that, that, that little rebel or something in there inside of you that you've disowned that wants to come out or, mm. you know, yeah, I love the with. layout of the book. 
how you have all the exercises, you give examples, and I really, really love that you have a survey, the questionnaire that people can find out what is their predominant type, which is so helpful. The quiz, yeah, I love that. What were no, you? I'm going to. I skipped. I haven't taken it yet, but I've got an idea of what. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm a balance, but I'll let you know. I haven't taken it yet. Okay. I just. I, and I, then what's you know, cool with about me when I skip around. Right. When it's cool when you take the test because this was this is really what we found out when we did this whole. You better. We um. Yeah. We did when we when we played around with the quiz and we had all these people test it out. What was really mm-hmm. cool about it is you'll see that you are all of them you have different levels of them and you are predominantly one or two, but the mm. last one that you're the least in is the one that you need to integrate the most and that you find fault with in others. Ah, I'm going to do it for sure. I'm going to take the so moment type so quiz. I'm going to see. Do it. It's like, it's like, it's, it, it was so right on for me. I was rebel. I, I scored the most in rebel. Then I was tied with free and flow. They were both second for me. Then I was action, and then I was vulnerable. But, again, it's the vulnerableness and, you know, and then also even the um, action. I'm a, I'm a go-getter. I definitely am a doer. But I, the, the list and the structure and the forms and the perfection and all that kind of stuff is, um, you know, uh, and the organization and the, you know, control. Mm-hmm. And those kind of things are things that um, – integrate and when people are too much like that I can get like oh man girl calm down you know yeah yeah you want to break the balance in yeah oh Lori I just love the layout of your book because you've got a lot of info in here you've got a lot of tools you've got you know suggestions and examples but it's not too heady it's not too long it's easily accessible um, to just even turn to any page to see what you need to know once you do the quiz those of you that get the uh-huh. book, Mama Stay, do the quiz. Do the quiz first. That's um, yeah, but you want to be a quiz person. Yeah, I love it. Book, it was fun yeah. writing it. We had, yeah. we had fun doing it, and then we tested it out. And like I said, it was like everybody was like, I can't believe I'm that way. But now that I think about it, I really kind of make sense. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I love quizzes because it gives you, even though you might have an idea of what you are, whatever, but it gives you this objective view, and then there's your entry point to, you know, heal, empower, integrate the results. It's like, oh, oh, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. I need to do this a little bit. So, yeah, I'll be definitely doing my Mama's Day quiz. Um, Lord, can't wait to hear it. Yeah, I'm going to let you know what I get. (laughs) You'll probably go, yeah, that's you. now, how can people, obviously, Monastay, Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, you can get anywhere um, online. Mm-hmm. What if people would like to contact you specifically? Um, I don't know if you're still working with people. Uh, yeah. Um, Is there a way? That- Lori, yeah, my website's Lori, you can, um, it's LoriBregman.com, or you can email me at Lori at LoriBregman.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram at L Breggy, L B R E G G Y. Um, what else? And my Perfect. product line um, is Seed Life. S E E D Y. We didn't even talk about that. We got so superfood. Yeah, what is that? Just in the last in the last couple of in last minute, 
if you could talk, because you did come out with a line, Seed Life, that um, specifically for all stages of motherhood, right? I said in the intro. So where can people find Seed Life? If they're, womanhood, yeah. Seed Life is um, seedlife.com, S-E-E-D-L-Y-F-E.com. We just launched our fertility, pregnancy, and new mom blend, and we're launching our menopause, PMS, and then post-menopause blend soon, and a bunch of other blends. Um, so there's, they're just, you know, to support another way for me to support women. Mm-hmm. Now, Lori, is it, is it added to the smoothie or is it, do you put the, does it make up the smoothie or is it an additive? Um, I know it has super, it's various superfoods in it. It's an additive. It has superfoods. Yeah. Nutrients. Superfoods and supplements. It's a powder, like a powder. You just take a scoop and stick it in your smoothie. Nice. And so people would go to Seed Life, if, and you mail out, where can they find it? Just by going online and order online? Yeah, it's only on online. Um, seedlife.com. We'll be on Amazon soon. We're just doing it this way for right now. So seedlife.com. And, and then we just you place your order and we ship it right out. Oh, love it, love it. Okay, so people could go to lauribregman.com, L-O-R-I-B-R-E-G-M-A-N.com, uh, found out more information about you, and also seedlife.com, S-E-E-D-L-Y-F-E.com, if they're interested in the superfood um, powders for your smoothies. Wonderful. All right, Lori, this has been just amazing having you on the program. I'm so happy for you. Thanks Your for book having is me. Amazing. Yes. And wishing you all the best. Thanks for taking the time out to be on Awakenings. Thanks so much. Love you, Michelle. Lots of love and light. Big hug. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, our Awakenings uh, guest today was Lori Bregman. You can find out more information by going to LoriBregman.com. Her recent book that we were chatting about is Mama Stay, Discover a More Authentic, Balanced, and Joyful Motherhood from Within. And if you're into smoothies, I love smoothies. Um, She's got great additives. I've actually tried some of them, and they're really not only yummy, but very um, high-level nutrients. You can go to seedlife.com if you would like to. um, And I bet you could put it in a man's smoothie too. I don't know, but I bet you could. Uh, Seedlife.com, S-E-E-D-L-Y-F-E. Everyone, I always love spending time with you on these Wednesdays. It's such a wonderful time to connect and share with all of you. If you have topic suggestions, guest suggestions, you have email questions, or you want to contact me or anyone on the Awakenings with Michelle Mache team or soulplayground.life team, you can email us at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, as always, continue to shine your beautiful light, share your insight, and of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.